Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. Hello and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, where we crack a few cans over some cold ones and spill a few furfies. I'd like to welcome to the bar a few very good friends. We got one of my best mates, Drew. Hello. And two of my other best mates, Tom and Dan. How are we today, boys? I'm not bad. I'm, I'm thriving better than a punch in the dick, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be concerned if you weren't. <laughs> What about yourself, Dan? Oh, I'm, I'm quite all right. I don't have it quite as a refreshing beverage as Tom has, but I've got a cold beer ready to go. But I did see Tom just lift something well. to his mouth. What was that, Tom? It was delicious beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. For those playing along at home and can't see it, Tom just has a glass that he's wrapped a piece of white paper around written delicious beer on the paper. <laughs> And why would Correct. he lie on the paper to himself? <laughs> I exactly. don't know. Why would he lie? Lies are for nerds. You can see the glint in his eye every time he takes a sip. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since um, I'm back in the podcast home with the good friend Drew, I've decided since we're on home soil to drink the home beer. I'm on the furphy and I got Ooh. Drew one as well. Excellent. Cheers. Keeping the rep happy. <laughs> now, rep, he haven't seen that rep in a long time. It must have pissed right. him off. He's, <laughs> he's in. He's gone into hiding. I think. <laughs> he'll I be think able. I killed him with all my bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> he's he'll, just died. He'll be able to come over I'm eventually. I think with the borders opening up. So yeah, yeah. We'll now see that, him again soon. He'll have to be double dosed though. If he's not double dosed, he'll still have to wait out a little bit longer. No, he's triple dosed. Dosed with Furphy. So. <laughs> <laughs> If he's not double dosed, we'll horse drench him and or sheep drench him and he'll be fine. <laughs> Ivermectin. Horse drench him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll get Joe Rogan onto him. <laughs> and what about you, Dan? What are you drinking today? I've got a nice lager. It's uh, Jack's Abbey. Jack's Apparently. Abbey. I thought I've yeah. heard of that before. I think it's German. It's modern hell. <laughs> Jeez. So that sounds like my life. The last years. <laughs> what does modern hell good, taste good like? Of life under COVID. <laughs> yeah, actually, Dan, enlighten us. What is the flavor sensation of modern hell? Because I'm quite a big fan of uh, olden day hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> retro, I'm, I'm a big retro hell fan myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting a light. Um, mm. You know, just tinges of sulfur on the back of the palate. <laughs> yeah, yes. There's some brimstone right at the front that really just sets it off. I'm getting a uh, forest floor, <laughs> except the forest is burnt down. <laughs> I- I'm hearing the screams of children coming through my palate. <laughs> I'm tasting the screams of children. <laughs> Gives me power. <laughs> so now, canonically, Dan just is the devil when he drinks this beer. <laughs> I just always have a can on hand whenever I need to tap into my dark hellfire powers. <laughs> whenever somebody sacrifices a goat, you're like, oh, time to crack another hell's. I already forgot what it's called. Uh, the Jack's Abbey's light has been lit. <laughs> I've been summoned. It's just a pentagram on the clouds. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, it's good to, good to see your faces again. What's everyone been up to in the last week? Or two weeks, actually. We have... Tardied a week, but we'll make up for it at yeah. some point, I'm sure. So we'll um, put some in the bank. Mm. Um, P- 
picked up I picked up Brilliant Diamond on Friday night, so my past weekend has been playing that mostly. That's um, nice. I haven't touched my Switch in the longest time, actually. I need I've been so lazy with playing anything. I've been a bit similar, just yeah, playing Pokemon a bit this weekend as well. It's been it's been fun. How have you guys been enjoying it? It's uh Diamond and Pearl, which were from two thousand and seven, yeah. but it's in three D. <laughs> yeah. And some that's, things that's look a very good summary. Some things look um, real pretty, and some things look pretty janky. It's like, oh well. And yeah. there are some some things that are a bit. Oh, I I don't like the lack of wonder trade because it's always fun just putting in shit and getting shit back. And I think I wasted about fifteen Ultra Balls on a Scyther that was one level above my highest level Pokemon, which was very frustrating. <laughs> They're hard to catch, aren't they, in the underground? Because. Uh, because they've put the they've done the same catch rates nerf that was in Sword and Shield, where if it's the Pokemon is above your highest level oh. Pokemon, it becomes insanely hard. Gotcha. Right. Okay. I forgot that was a level. thing. Yeah. And it's extremely frustrating. Mm. I I have enjoyed it. Um, I never played the original, so I'm kind of going in blind. And um. Just to touch on the jankiness that Drew was talking about, there's like one thing that I saw very, very early on where you meet the professor for the first time and it looks like someone drove a crane into his face. <laughs> Specifically a model 96 Toyota model. Yeah, you can just, yeah. you can really tell. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, it's been, it's been fun. Okay, so it's only me that doesn't up. have it. <laughs> Are you going to pick it I'm up, Ash? I think I will eventually, but no, I just honestly, like, I would have already if I had turned on my Switch, but I just haven't. I've been so lazy with playing any games. Because I, I was in WA until very recently, and the whole time I was yeah. there, I was mostly just catching up with people and stuff. I did have my Switch, and I didn't turn it on once, not even on the plane. <laughs> so Ooh, got things to do. Girl. It's all good. Yeah. You naughty girl. <laughs> Speaking of technology in Western Australia... Would you care to enlighten us under something that you might have left behind there? <laughs> yeah, so one of the reasons that we actually didn't record an episode last week was because I was supposed to be taking the reins for one. And I immediately, as soon as I started unpacking from getting back from WA, oh shit, I've left my microphone there. So Luckily, my the five people... Oh, so sorry, the Ollie yeah. Chastons of the world, the five <laughs> people who are actually listening to this, you can send your angry letters to Ash Wallace for the lack of upload last week. I was almost going to just say what my email is, and then I was like, no, that's that's not a good idea. <laughs> I get enough junk mail as it is. Um, yes, it's but at Wash Jealous. <laughs> at Wash Jealous. There's no actual... Yes. I don't no. know what the bit's No, there's no, the no, no start of the email. It's just at... And that's the at washjalous.com. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, but luckily my sister is coming over. Actually, it should be very soon. Might be on like Wednesday. Mm. Um, yeah, they're coming over for a wedding on Friday that I'll also be at. But I'm getting there because I also, I don't know if I told you guys this. I accidentally left a load of washing there as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like hung out and... I, okay, I say accidentally. It was my own stupidity. I forgot about it 
I knew that it was there when I was leaving, but I forgot that it was in the wash until very close to when I had to leave to go to the airport. So I hung it out. It was still just like soaking wet when I left. I was like, well, this is Maddie's problem now. <laughs> You're the and, one with my wet jocks now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, lot of underwear. I don't have much to go with at the moment. I can assure you the ones I'm wearing currently are clean though. Excellent. Mine Good aren't, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Next they were until I got here. I, for Drew. I pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been um, dealing with. I say I, dealing with, it's not been that I, bad. I undertook uh, basic firefighters training. Oh, that sounds fun. So now you're a basic-ass so, yeah. fireman. <laughs> I am one basic white peach. Yes. yes. Um, one of the basic skills you have to learn sliding down the pole. Sliding up the pole. Oh, Sliding up I the mean, pole. <laughs> up and down the pole. Yeah, the instructor said I could do that for extra credit. Because no. I've <laughs> all of the firefighters I've ever seen have been dancing on a pole. So th- th- these were at strip I clubs. Mean, they, so. they also didn't have the most protective uniforms on. Like no, you would think a firefighter would have more than the tiny bit of clothing, but here we are. Yeah, like those sexy firefighters. <laughs> curse them. But you are one of them I mean, now, the- apparently. A sexy I firefighter. Am, um, I am qualified to go and help out any CFS brigade. Though I have a very specific one that I'll go and be working with to do with like plantation work. But yeah, it was interesting. Learned a lot about why fire actually does what it does. <laughs> it does and what it does. How, to, how um, to put the wet stuff on the hot stuff. <laughs> spoiler alert. Fire does the thing because it's very hot. <laughs> well... The interesting thing that I learned is when, say, you've got a fire burning, it's not the wood that's burning, it's the vapours that come out of the wood when it reaches a certain temperature that ignite. Yeah, it's the same with um, fuel, like petrol. If you light petrol on fire, it's not the actual liquid petrol that's burning, it's the vapour that's evaporating off the petrol that burns. See, I'm stupid and I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that about the trees, but I knew that about petrol. I assume it's just like the same principle. Uh, I did also read something once. I don't know if this is actually true, but there's like, I think it's with the dive bombers where they drop water onto fire from jets or pl- mm-hmm. whatever kind of planes they are. They actually use a wetting agent on the water to make the water wetter. Mm. <laughs> yes. No, that is correct. Um, it just sounds so weird. Is it like water the wettest thing that there is because it's water? <laughs> it's it's to do with when they... they Depending on what they're doing, if it's like on a canopy on like a preserve or something like that, they'll use like a gel. So when the fire rips through underneath, the gel breaks down and releases more water. So it's like getting attacked from the top and the bottom. Oh, okay. That's actually quite clever. Or if it's on like, if it's on grassland, they use a foam, which um, it's something to do with that spreading out the um, chemical chains in the, in the water to help it seep into the like grass and the ground. Increase the moisture, so Very it's harder clever. to burn. Yeah, they're, they're smart cookies for as like crusty and old and. <laughs> you're a you're a sexy but and light and firefighter. <laughs> I am now. I did. A, I've got the five and a half workbooks to prove. <laughs> I did a CFS course a year or so ago. I remember at the start, one of the blokes was like. What the fuck do you need to know? Just uh, spray the water on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> then after a, a two-day course, we're like, yeah, right, it's a fair bit to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the most, like, 
southeast farmer thing I've ever heard as well. Just like, just spray yeah. the water on the fire. Well, well, that's the thing. We're literally all farmers there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, put yeah. the wet stuff on the hot stuff. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We're all good at that, aren't we, boys? Put the wet stuff on the hot stuff. I reckon. I reckon. I've yeah. done it a few times. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know that I've ever done that. I've probably sprayed water on a fire at some point. I don't know, when I was a kid. I usually just light them these days. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to like um, setting paper plans on fire and throwing them. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I used to do. I always had, I always had like it was on the green grass. I had the hose going, you know. Oh, okay. Like I had, I was prepared. I wasn't just, gonna, <laughs> just like throwing them at people as they walk past or something. <laughs> no, just have like just, a yeah. second story window just, like, sitting over like throwing a them into, into dry bushland. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, I was, I was, I was oh, always here, very here safe comes about little it. Jimmy. Don't like little Jimmy. You're gonna peg him with a paper paper plane on fire. No, the, Drew's business card is like um, there's nothing it's got a podcast about it. on the top, and then underneath it's like amateur arsonist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I played with fire a lot when I was a kid. You know, a single single child with um just out there by myself. I I did a lot of things to entertain myself. We've got like the spray paint where I, where you know you mark sheep on the head depending on like what yep. color and you. Use it for that, and I used to get them get a cigarette lighter and just use it as a flamethrower. <laughs> just go around and is, is this something stuff. you're gonna pass down to your own son? Uh, probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> you might find out through just being bored himself. But <laughs> no, I think I was the you same, guys. and I wasn't even an only child. We used to do shit, play with fire a lot. I don't know why fire is so enthralling to children, but it, it definitely was to me when I was a kid. Especially boys, just boys just like well, destruction. Yeah, I think that that might be <laughs> it. It's like picture Elmo in front of the flames. The, <laughs> yeah. Like when you first get access to the buns and burners in high school, it just becomes like all that havoc. <laughs> yeah. It starts it, melting whatever they can get their hands on. That it, it always scared me a little bit because just the idea of all all of those access points just going back into a gas tank, I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to fuck around with this. <laughs> <laughs> you were probably the only one that didn't though. <laughs> I think yeah. everybody in my classes, as soon as the Bunsen burners came out, were just setting each other on fire the and shit. But the Bunsen burners, like the, the single ones you had, they were fine. But the ones like built into the desk. Yeah. We had ones that were built into the desk and I, all, all I could imagine, which is which is true, this is how they work, just like all the pipes, like just how much gas is going into that room. <laughs> It's like how um, there's things about where if... I think it's like when you spray deodorant into a flame, the flame can actually go back inside the bottle and make it explode. It can, yeah. Get sucked back in and explode in your hand. So. Yep. Yeah, well, that's that's not much fun. <laughs> that's not the kind of destruction <laughs> no, I was after. Which is which is what could have happened when I was doing the spray paint. But yeah, I've done it with deodorant a few times. I, I always made sure, like, put the flame out before you stop spraying. You yeah, know, you are. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. yeah, otherwise it will like if you just let your finger off, it could potentially go back and go boof. Go kablamo. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of going kablamo, I think it's time to crack some furfies. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> we do this every week. We ruin his perfectly good segue by saying how good it was. Time time to explode a furf or two. It will get to the point eventually where it's just like a, a just a nice subtle nod. And Dan will know like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> my time to shine, Kablamo. <laughs> well, Dan, since you are so you're so keen, would you like to go first? I will take the honors. Story number one: Grandmother issued with a restraining order to stop feeding carrots to sad horse. <laughs> Poor horse. 
Was it sad? <laughs> we'll get into that. Story number two. Goose causes Portland Sea Dogs baseball game to be delayed, attacks pitcher. And story number three. Hokkaido City deploys a monster wolf robot to scare bears away from residential areas. Is that an episode of Zoids? <laughs> That's what it that should be. Like. Can you can um, you read that last one again? Sorry. A uh, Hokkaido, yeah, Hokkaido City deploys monster wolf robot to scare bears away from residential areas. Mm. Yeah, that's some that's right. an interesting. Headline. If I was a be- if I was a bear and I just come across like a big metal robot wolf, I'd be like, yeah, no, nah, fuck, I'm going back to the woods. <laughs> the bins aren't <laughs> worth uh, fighting that thing for. This is exactly how Horizon Zero Dawn began. <laughs> Just start off trying to scare off the bears, <laughs> turns into an apocalypse and America's right. overrun. Story number one. A court has imposed a restraining order to protect a retired racehorse from the unwanted attentions of a grandmother who refused to stop feeding him carrots. In a ruling rarely, if ever, passed by a British court, the horse was afforded legal protection from overfeeding after prosecutors made the application of magistrates on his behalf. Margaret Porter, 67, from North Allerton Road, Leeming Bar, thought that Nelson the Chestnut Gelding was sad-looking and came to the view that he was underfed, so began giving him carrots, despite being explicitly asked not to by his owner, Suzanne Cook, 50 years old. What began as a laudable effort in Nelson's interest quickly became a campaign of harassment against him and Mrs. Cook, which saw the police called three times and the RSPCA once. Mrs. Porter was arrested and on Thursday faced court for the second time in her life. The first was in 2005 when she was convicted of assaulting her brother with three sticks of rhubarb in an unrelated family spat. Three sticks, wow. Three sticks of rhubarb. That's a that's a big rhubarb assault. If it was two sticks of <laughs> rhubarb, it wouldn't be so bad, but getting the third like one in there. It's like Zorro of vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> It's all if related horse, to vegetables. You wouldn't be able to uh, <laughs> feed this horse. York magistrates heard the dispute over Nelson's carrot had become the talk of the village of Scruton on the edge of the Yorkshire Dales with the parish council asked to intervene in the increasingly bitter feud. Um, yada, 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 more irrelevant information. Mrs. Fair- Mrs. Fairwood, who was the magistrate, said it was ne- necessary to impose a restraining order for the protection of Nelson. Addressed to the defendant, it reads, you must not put food food in the field for the horse and you must not interfere with the horse in any way. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so was it not... Was, uh, sorry, I might have missed it. Was it not her horse? No, it wasn't. No. It was not so, her horse. So that's why she couldn't feed it. A neighbour oh, yeah. over the road. And then if we want to come back to it over the road, the this, this article actually has a few lines about the rhubarb assault at the end of the article. <laughs> um, story number two. Poor horse. That is sad. Poor horse. I'd be sad a after rogue... the carrot stopped. Sorry. Yeah, no, fuck <laughs> up. Yeah, carrots are great. <laughs> Story number two. A rogue goose has caused a significant delay in the Portland Sea Dogs versus Binghampton Rumble Ponies baseball clash Rumble Ponies. by attacking the Sea Dogs pitcher and then refusing to leave the diamond. The goose flew in during the third innings and quickly began targeting Sea Dogs pitcher Denny Reyes. Then chased Reyes from the pitcher's mound and began aggressively chasing Hadlock field officials 
We moved in to chase the waterfowl off. Officials made the call to delay the top of the table match while the goose was present to avoid injury and further stress to the bird and for animal control to safely relocate it. 45 minutes after the goose's initial attack, animal control members were able to safely capture the bird and move it to nearby Doughty Field. Spectators showed their appreciation to the animal control team, clapping them off the field. Denier Reyes was treated for minor cuts and scrapes and was able to return to pitching at the resumption of the match. The interruption turned out to be a bridge too far for the Sea Dogs to overcome, losing to the Rumble Ponies six runs to four. They play the Erie Seawolves at UPMC Park in a clash of the nautical canines this coming Saturday. Geese are a common sight in Portland, Maine, where they, they have become a slight nuisance. Recently, a gaggle of the birds had managed to stop traffic on High Street while High Street while the flock crossed the road by foot. Mm. And story number three. Just just before we go to the next one, sorry guys. Do you, do you feel like you could take on a goose? Because like if a goose was chasing me, I've heard that many stories. Where I'm like, no, I'm not being written about in a fucking in an article. And I, I'll, I'll turn around, I'll grab that goose by the neck, and I'll be like, no, and I'll I'll put it outside. <laughs> I reckon. Uh, no, I definitely don't think I could take a goose. Have you seen Maybe. a close-up picture of a goose's mouth? <laughs> I have. The, don't look it in the eye or the, just the face in general. Just turn around and just grab it by the neck. Those things, geese have teeth. And they have teeth on their uh, bill, I guess. It's not a beak. And they have mm. teeth on their tongues. What the they're, fuck they're is animals. that demon spawn? <laughs> why, why does they're it need teeth on its tongue? Straight out of modern hell. Yeah, they hell. are modern hell. Um... um have you guys seen that video of the geese chasing away the elephant? No, but that doesn't surprise me. I'd right. give it a red hot crack. I'm not <laughs> afraid to punch a bird. Oh, that also, bird's I not think... afraid to destroy your, you and all you stand for. Where can you, where can you lease a geese? Where can you lease geese? Because I just want to get like a flock of them. Where right? can just... you lease geese? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, boys. It's a uh, that could that could be like a spin-off episode. Just like you can, <laughs> can we stand up against the a goose? You know, you can you can lease geese from Reese's. Oh my god, <laughs> where's <laughs> Reese's plumbing store <laughs> <laughs> for all your plumbing and goose needs? You can lease some Reese peanut butter geese. <laughs> Geese's pieces. <laughs> Reese's geese's pieces. <laughs> Chocolate covered geese bill. Oh god. <laughs> All right, Dan, I think we should get some information on that third story. Yeah. <laughs> story number 3. A wolf robot that can roar and flash its eyes red to scare off brown bears entering populated areas has been introduced in the city in Japan's northernmost prefecture after a steep rise in sightings of the bears in residential parts of the city. The monster wolf, developed by a firm in the Hokkaido town of Nai and others, was installed by the Takikawa Municipal Government in September in a bid to avoid friction between residents and bears. The initiative marks the first, first time, the first time for the mechanical wolf to be deployed in front of general housing, and since its arrival on the scene, there have been no eyewitness reports of bears. An individual connected to its installation said reassuringly, at the very least, it's effective at making residents feel at ease. The robot was developed through a cooperative project involving the company Otaiseki, a precision manufacturing ma machinery maker in Nai, along with Hokkaido University 
and to Tokyo University of Agriculture. When its infrared sensor detects a wild animal or human is close by, the robot shakes its head and lets out a roar to threaten anything in its surroundings. At present, a total of 62 Monster Wolf robots are in use from Hokkaido to the southern islands of Okinawa to ward off deer and wild boars at target farming produce. The contraption will, will serve until early mid-November before the bear's hibernation period and will be put on the lookout again from the spring. Yuji Ota, head of Ota Saiki, sa- said, We want to let the bears know humid settlements aren't where you live and help with the co- coexistence of bears and people. So it's just like a modern-day scarecrow, pretty much. <laughs> Scare bear. <laughs> or, or if you guys remember that episode of The Simpsons, it's just Lisa's bear chasing away rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Dan, I can't believe that one of these stories or only one of these stories isn't true. They all sound completely made up to me. You've done really well this week, I have to say. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I'm leaning towards two or three because I think that people are funny enough about horses that that could be true. But that just probably means one is the furphy because I'm always wrong. <laughs> it, does Dan come up with a story just been like some woman f- fed a horse and she went to court? Like, <laughs> yeah, out, of, out of all of the three, out of like that one, a goose attacking a baseball pitcher and Jap- Japan making animatronic wolves to scare away bears, <laughs> like that one seems so far down, but it's also still disbelievable enough. It's oh. just so silly that it happened, if it happened. All right. I The goose one, I just <laughs> feel like is a red herring just because. <laughs> Honk. <laughs> Honk. Um, nah, okay. I'm just going to stab because I th- always think about it too much. I'm going to go with number one just because I think you'd have to feed a horse a fucking lot to then have the RSPCA called. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> unless it's just a real lazy horse and doesn't yeah, burn guess. off any fat, <laughs> just wants them fucking carrots. <laughs> Something really sweet about feeding a horse carrots, you know, it's just just nice. You know, you're there and it's just crunching and it's just nice ASMR. If anything, I'll I'll listen to horse ASMR, just crunching carrots. I'm sure it's out there. Some Twitch streamer went out there with their microphone and. <laughs> Just, I, I, we'll, we'll get one on the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have a horse. Do, uh, any of you guys have a horse? Oh, we used to have horses. We don't anymore. I have access to horses. They're just not mine. <laughs> I also have access don't to feed horses. Them too much. You'll go to court. <laughs> Only if I feed them carrots. Also, I just um, I remember you saying in the the first story that the town was called Scruton and I was like, ah, Scruton, that's weird because I'm going to scrutinise this story. (laughs) (laughs) Just a shit dad joke. Yeah, no, it it made me smile. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go story number three because, you know, why not? Dan's done a great job this week and I've just got to take a shot in the dark. Well, now I've left it till last to guess, so I'm going to have to do the cheap shot and go too. Oh... So They're too good not to know. I just saw the look on Dan like, fuck, come on. So yeah. we just covered our bases here you, and we you got guys, You guys have handed Tom the correct answer by letting him go. Oh, oh, no. Story <laughs> number two is the furphy. And oh, Tom, Tom strategically loaded the bases for the baseball story. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you see? Now that's a frothy furth. <laughs> <laughs>
Fair would, enough. Would you like to hear more about Mrs. Porter assaulting her brother with rhubarb? I would love to hear more about <laughs> Mrs. Porter assaulting her brother with rhubarb. Give me that rhubarb. <laughs> In March 2005, North Allerton magistrates heard Mrs. Porter lost her temper after her estranged brother William laughed at her while driving past in his Land Rover in Askerig, Wensleydale. She flung three sticks of rhubarb from her cottage window, catching him in the right eye with one of them, which is a bloody good shot. (laughs) From a moving car! That is unreal. Was she the pitcher that was then chased off by the goose? (laughs) If not, she should have been. She's like Robin Hood just going at people with with rhubarb. (laughs) (laughs) Just fresh produce in general. And then she was ordered to do 40 40 hours of community service and barred from entering property belonging to her son, with whom she had also fallen out. Funnily enough, after assaulting him with rhubarb. (laughs) All right. Well, there were some good stories, Dan. I definitely... I just had no idea which one to pick. It was a stab in the dark because you'd done very well. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go next, Tom, or shall I? I will go next because I am somewhat excited about my stories. (laughs) Excellent. Let's go. Show and tell. Just really wants to show off his new uh, Buzz Lightyear toy. (laughs) Oh, mate. (laughs) That's what the green headphones. Uh, (laughs) Um, Doug, the mutant spud, could be the world's heaviest potato at nearly eight kilograms. I can see why you're excited. It's a big potato. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, New Zealand bird of the year controversy after contestant or contest is won by a bat. No, not (laughs) bats, not a bird. That can't be right. They literally call their people Kiwis, you know, (laughs) so I don't know. Do I have to start calling them bats? I mean, at least bats can fly. Kiwis are birds. They just run around and make a lot of noise. (laughs) But they're adorable. (laughs) They are adorable. I'll give them that. Not the people, the birds. (laughs) People are gorgeous as well. No, the people are gorgeous. That was just a cheap shot. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, but not least, Taika Waititi leaks high-profile cameo in Star Wars film. So these are all New Zealand-themed Furfies. Oh, Dan's were all animal themed, and mine are also all animal themed. Mm. Are yours? Are yours New Zealand animal themed? To order to bridge the gap? Uh, 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 well, no. <laughs> too, too disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah. I'll give you a little bit more. Um, Just a taste. At first, Colin Craig Brown. Thought it might be some strange fungal growth, but after digging it out, scratching the surface and tasting it, he realized it was a monster potato. What? We couldn't (laughs) believe it, his wife said. It was just huge. The couple from (laughs) Hamilton, New Zealand, believe the potato is self-sown and may have been growing for a couple of years or more. They're waiting to find out if the spud, weighing approximately 7.8 kilograms, 17.21 pounds, has made it into the Guinness World Book of Records as the world's heaviest potato. The current record has been held since uh, 2011 by a potato from Shepton Mallet, Somerset, which weighed a mere 4.98 kilograms. Oh, pathetic. Wow, it's almost going to double the record. Mm. (laughs) Um. The next story about the uh, bird of the year being won by a bat. Now, forgive me if I butcher this name, 
because I didn't practice it. But uh, Pekka Pekka Tua Roa, of course, also known Pekka Pekka for Bird of the Year, (laughs) 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 also known as the long-tailed bat, is one of the only few land mammals native to New Zealand and is best known for its small size. Controversially, controversially, conservationist group Forest and Forest and Bird decided to include it in the contest. And it went on to win with a comfortable 3,000 vote lead. The bat, which is close to the size of a thumb and the wingspan of a human hand, was given its debut to raise awareness of the threats they face. Uh, Like many of the more traditional entrants in the competition, conservationists described the long-tailed bat as being in serious trouble with the forest and bird blaming a combination of habitat loss and introduced predators. Hmm. Sounds like a cute but bat. What a little... I've never seen it. What a little cutie. Yeah. A little thumb-sized guy with a... What a cute little pecker-pecker. Pecker-pecker to a rower. Uh, all right. Taika Waititi leaks high-profile cameo in Star Wars film. Well-known funny guy... Taika Waititi, or Waititi is set to produce an upcoming Star Wars film as a part of his long-running partnership with Disney. Waititi has been well-received by filmgoers with his art- artistic direction carrying the films such as Free Guy, Thor Ragnarok, and Jojo Rabbit to classic status. Rumours swirling around his relationship being strained with a house of mouse after the release of personal photos picturing co-stars Rita Orta, Rita Ora, sorry, and Tessa Thompson, but it seems to have all been put aside so the two can focus on upcoming projects. In an interview, Taika mentioned that New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern for a upcoming uh, for a cameo in his upcoming Star Wars feature film, and has detailed that she will receive a small talking role. And he is delighted that the schedules could line up as she is a charming and funny person despite her official role. Yeah, got no I I haven't been paying any attention to entertainment news, to be honest, so got no idea. I'm gonna do that thing that I always do where I say no. I know that one of them is true. Yeah. So I, I, I <laughs> only I one though. I do I have a hunch we may know which which one that is, because I also know one of these is true. Spicy. Okay, so I have a hunch I know which one is the fake one, but I only know that one is true. So, Drew, I guess we'll go first because Dan and I both know one of them. All right. I've got no idea, but uh, listen, after the... <laughs> that sounded very formal. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like passive-aggressive almost. Just listen, all right? <laughs> Everyone, perk your ears. <laughs> I don't know. Just a uh, bird of the year being a bat... It doesn't fly well with me. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Half I like, yeah. I don't know. Just like on strong. when you said it was small, that sounds adorable. Like, you know, bats are cute until they sort of open their mouth and it's, it's a bit, bit sad. <laughs> it's like children, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until, someone, until someone eats them and then we're in a two-year long pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Don't, don't eat bats. Yeah. Oh, golly. No matter how small or cute they are. Yeah, I mean, like oh, New we, Zealand one sounds delicious. We've but. been targeted by the PSL in the past. Why not the CCP next? 
So I'm going to go number two. Like with the, I don't, I don't even know that um, actors. I don't even know who that actor is in the Star Wars story. Oh, what the actor was the, the, the New Zealand the actor, uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, <laughs> and, and the actor yeah, director no and screenwriter Taika Waititi. Yeah, Taika yeah. Waititi. Yeah, I got. Oh, he was the director. I oh, anyway, he just directed a lot of famous films. He did Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and so easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And cool. Hunt for the Wild of People and. What we do in the in shadows. What we do in the shadows is a fucking brilliant film. Yeah. It's a brilliant film and a brilliant series. Mm. I haven't seen Mary the series. Mm. Oh, well, I hope it's better than the uh, new trilogy. Anyway, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going with number two. Yeah, number two. Yeah. Do you want to go next, Dan, or do you want me to? What was the name of this giant potato? Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Doug the Spud. Oh, I'm calling Doug the Spud's a liar. I'm going with number one. Yeah, m- mine's also <laughs> number one. The one that I know is true is sorry, Drew. It's the it's the bat story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I I've always, that was the one. I heard about that on another podcast. Funnily enough, um, I don't like it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you put it that way, Doug the Spud. Oh, for fuck's sakes! I just um, <laughs> the only reason like that one stood out to me initially. Well, the I knew that the bat one wasn't true, but like I also knew that Jacinda Ardern is like pretty big in entertainment anyway. She used to be a DJ back in the day. Yeah, um, I think I've vaguely heard something about it, but. I hadn't. Taika is involved with Star Wars, so I hadn't heard anything about that specific thing. But I just it was like it sounds like something she would do. And the other thing is that I just Tom said that the guy when he was digging it out, he scratched the surface and then tasted it. I'd like to have a little bit more <laughs> faith in humanity, where if they spy something as a wild fungus, their initial reaction wouldn't be to taste it. And this, this could just be a coincidence, but. The old record holder from the Somerset of the pub in Millicent. <laughs> well, Somerset is actually a place. It yeah, is, yeah. but very convenient. <laughs> Conveniently named place. <laughs> All right, Tom, can you please reveal which one is the Firth? The Firth is number three, boys. Oh! <laughs> off. Fucking stitched. Well, up. I don't have any faith well in humanity. Done. Well done, Tom. Doug the Spud. Take a bow. Doug the Spud. Oh, that, was, that was a very well put. Was close enough to true, be able to true to be like, yeah, no, nah, just throw that out immediately. I the, just the like. The picture of it, when I link that the story in, you have a look at it. It is the most hideous thing you have ever seen. <laughs> Well, to mistake a potato for fungus, it must be pretty gross. It's, and then it's taste massive. it. It's like yay big. It's huge. <laughs> this way. It's huge. Well, that sounds Humongous. feral. All right. Yep. Oh, we'll just quickly get my <laughs> stories out. Yeah, well done, Tom. That's uh Yeah, I at least I don't feel bad now because I'm like, oh for fuck's sakes, both of them going for that. Doug Spud sounds dumb, <laughs> so that's oh that could be true. <laughs> it sounds stupid, that's why I put it in. <laughs> yeah, as well. I was <laughs> I like, why would they why would they name it? That's so dumb. And to call it Doug. Anyway, okay. All right, so story number one. Heroic cat saves four year old boy from black bear in remote Quebec. Oh, well done, cat. Story number two. <laughs> Story number two. Man eaten by piranhas after jumping into lake to escape bees. Oh. And story number three. Cheeky cow goes for a ride on a slide after escaping slaughterhouse. A slide? Um, I, I know this, so everyone else can go first. Oh. Wow. Okay, so story number one. 
Four-year-old Justin Giraud was saved from a black bear attack by his family's brave house cat on their 12-acre property in Blainville, Quebec. The black bear wandered onto the property early in the afternoon and discovered Justin playing in the family's yards while his parents were inside and approached him. The bear was then attacked itself by the family's house cat, Teddy, before fleeing the property. Justin suffered some minor scratches on his legs and Teddy was unharmed. Authorities have searched the surrounding forest for the bear, but it has not yet been located. Well... All I've got to say is just thank God the kid was old enough to get their Pokemon license and get their first Pokemon. <laughs> because, you know. That was a one brave skitty. <laughs> yeah. What the, the fuck was that? The fuck? <laughs> Dan got so excited, he just destroyed his entire PC setup. Oh, his microphone just fell off his. Whatever he's got <laughs> going on. The microphone couldn't believe it either. Yeah, so you got him riled up talking about <laughs> fighting bears. The kid ventured into the tall grass and just. Uh, Got attacked by an ursaring. Yep. And then that skiddy took it to town. <laughs> I just had to jump into action to throw my Pokemon into the battle. <laughs> okay, so story number Potion, two. Go. Uh, so a man was fishing with two friends on a farm in the municipality of Brisolandia de Minas on Sunday when he jumped into a lake to escape a, sw- to escape a swarm of bees. His frantic friends also followed him into the water. While his mates were able to swim back to shore, the 30-year-old man drowned and piranhas... Piranhas? Piranhas. Come down, Australian. (laughs) (laughs) Piranhas? Uh, Fucking hell, man. (laughs) Quickly began feasting on his body, the publication reports. Firefighters said they found the man's body about four metres from shore. So did he... He drowned before the piranhas latched on? Yes, he did, yep. Well, that's what they believe. I wonder how he drowned. I wonder why... He got caught on something. I'm not sure. Hmm. Maybe he was allergic to bees. When I was a kid, I was always. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't be fucked. When I was a kid, I was always terrified of piranhas. Like I read about them and learned about them. I'm like, fuck. They are horrifying creatures. Yeah, just like looking at their teeth. Like they're all teeth. Yeah, if you ever like, (laughs) they look as terrifying as they sound. Mm. So basically, just don't go for a dip in the Amazon. Yeah, pretty much. You will get eaten. Okay. Videos of them like going into a frenzy over like a cow carcass. Yeah, they can comes out clean. eat. Yeah, an entire like a swarm of them can eat an entire cow's carcass in like six minutes or something like that. So it's nothing but bones. Mm. Okay, that that was just like I know that it's that's probably completely wrong, but I know that there is a stat like that <laughs> where they can eat something very quick. Someone's like Ashley Ash. It's five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Exactly. Five minutes, 45 seconds. Speaking of cows. So a mischievous cow appears to have escaped from a slaughterhouse in Brazil and found its way to a nearby water park. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> but though it managed to escape death, the huge animal risked collapsing a tall flume, which it awkwardly trotted down on its knees. Luckily, the sl- slide, reportedly only designed to hold 450 pounds, held firm under the cow's roughly 700 pound weight. The animal's unlikely dash for freedom had a happy ending 500 miles west of Rio de Janeiro where the uh, the ranch owner adopted it and named it Taboga, which is slide in Portuguese. Oh, it's a sweet story. It's probably fake. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to go without any further information. I just... I need to go for the bee piranha story because it sounds way too much like Jungle Cruise for me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just now available on Disney Plus. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, 
Well, the you, story number. You know number one. Okay. Well, I've seen I've seen the video of story number three, and I was going to use story number two as a story myself. Oh, there you go. Mm. So should I just copy Dan then? Yeah, well, Drew didn't actually <laughs> Drew didn't actually pick one, and Dan just had the just ah, shut it down. Sorry. Oh, you can pick a different one if you want. <laughs> you've got uh, three. We'll have all the bases covered. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad number three is real. That's, that's like that's trying trying to run to three when the guy's standing there with the ball waiting for you to like touch you with it instead of just getting on the base. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, fuck it. You know, I'll have a go. Why not? <laughs> give him a shot. He might drop it. <laughs> yes, well, I can confirm that the Furfy is obviously story number one then. Oh, but- yeah, got it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you have said? Uh, I was going to go number two. Oh, okay. Just I was going to go number two because it's like, you know, when you're, when you're making up a fair you're like, oh, we're going to go bees or piranhas. Like, it's like, you know, something. <laughs> I'll just do both. Yeah, but then I was disappointed that he drowned beforehand because, yeah, it's not as... Uh, as exciting. As <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> he was. He drowned before he was brutally mauled to death by plant. By I nearly said piranha plants. <laughs> Too much Super Mario yeah, going on. That's yeah, it. I'm just looking at your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. No, because you know you escaping the bees and you jump to the water and you you submerge. You're looking around like oh, a bit of relief's coming, but it's like. Wait a second, what's that? It's just a... It's just a <laughs> the Jaws theme starts playing through the water. Like, oh, God, what's that sound? It's very clear. Good, good bass. So. <laughs> Someone bring a cello in here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was no... Everything's going according to plan. Oh, my God. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a... <sighs> so, anyway, going forward, we're doing this podcast with three people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, there was no brave house cat named Teddy. I made him up. Yeah, that's a I shame. was always going to say that too. because Teddy and Bear was like, oh, that's just too cheeky. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I didn't even think about that when I wrote it. I was like, what's a funny name for a cat? Teddy, that'll do. No, Frank. And I also just had this <laughs> yeah. moment when Cats. I was reading it and like the, uh, the, uh, the headline I've written down says four-year-old boy and I'd written that, but then I changed it in the actual bit that I'd written out to six because I was like, oh, it sounds more believable to be playing in the yard by himself if he's six than if he's four. But I'd left it as four in the headline and I said that and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no way, man. I'll let my four-year-olds play out in the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Not even just no the road, just like the highway or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Uh, well... That was a good round of firsts, boys. That was. I didn't have a round this week. I didn't feel uh, up to it. That's why Ash is hosting. So thank you. Thank you very much, friend. That's all right. I understand everybody has ups and downs. Yes, yes. The last Mm. week's been a bit bit shit, but I'm glad I got to spend the evening with you boys, talking some uh, furfies. It's always a pleasure just to talk shit with you guys. I wouldn't have it any other way. And to crack some cold ones along the way. Oh, and to crack into some modern hells with you boys, <laughs> some delicious beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm sure that Drew is going to have no shortage of um, great pinch like audio grabs to name this episode after as well. There's been some good ones. Uh, Reese's I'll, I'll, pieces, pieces. Might just be lazy and just call it delicious beer. Delicious beer is <laughs> one of is still a good one though. What was I mean, what just modern hell? Yeah, modern, modern delicious beer hell. 
scratching the skin surface and tasting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yep, Norman dog. the overfed horse. <laughs> assault with three sticks of rhubarb. <laughs> rhubarb pitching assault. Well, anyway, we could sit here naming this podcast <laughs> all night, but I don't think we're going to speak to the rep again. He's still locked away in He's Victoria. The, the from... border, borders are still closed. Yep, He's until, still scarred uh... from all the dad jokes we told him as well. <laughs> I don't think he ever wants to see us again, to be honest. Nah. nah he's moved on I'm to like the, the, the next podcast. He's going to sponsor that, which is uh, Breaking breaking Carlton Dry. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I thought you were just gonna say Breaking Bad for a second there. I was like, <laughs> yeah, just sponsor Breaking Bad. It's like, yeah, that was a great show. <laughs> it's weird to sponsor something that's already run to completion, but you know, yeah, you know, I think it's a positive bad. move for the company. It's a long time ago too. <laughs> yeah, just sponsor just Friends. Seen as well as <laughs> Mash. <laughs> <laughs> We, we want to put our name to all the best shows that have been made in the past. Yeah. Got to take shots on proven commodities. Nothing nothing coming to air soon. <laughs> I'm going to sponsor Dad's Army. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, I guess we'll <laughs> just <gonna> put, <laughs> put the music up. No, good to, good to see your faces, and I can't wait to, to see your faces again next week. And I will... Yeah. Talk to you between then, I'm sure. So there you go. Are we going to get a few bars spit here or what? <laughs> I, I think we'll <laughs> let that go this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a horse man. <laughs> no, man. He ate way too many carrots <laughs> and went to court. <laughs> the horse went to court. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Netflix adaptation, I think. <laughs> Bojack Horseman just got very <laughs> God damn it, Margaret! Stop feeding me those carrots! Kraken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1 you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.